from the Basement Systems downtown studio in downtown Calgary, this is the Steinberg Show. No Steinberg today or for the rest of the week, so tomorrow. Peter Klein with you today. Riley Pollock in the other room. Riley, how's it going today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, a slow sports day today, but we'll get through it. Oh, you think? The Ottawa Red Blacks releasing 10 players major update. And it's probably the first time I've ever read the NBA schedule on an afternoon <laughs> show. So, yeah, coming up next hour, we got uh, your tee up for Cleveland, Washington tonight. Big game. If we had a prize to give away, I would just ask, name five players playing in that game tonight. That would be that would be the skill testing question for the prize. Uh, so, yeah, we're fighting a little bit today with the uh, the topic. It's going to go kind of rapid fire through a few. We still have a couple guests on the program today. Ian McIntyre for his usual Thursday hit doing a, a bit of look ahead stuff with um, Ian from Odd Shark. Looking at some uh, futures odds, I guess, with Stanley Cup division championship in the NBA. Some early look at some of the stuff with the Super Bowl. And a bit of a broader look at the PGA. So it, it is a bit of a rough time if you're just looking for day-to-day NHL Calgary Flames implications. But it is kind of a good time to step back and, okay, what is happening in golf? Oh, they got the thing going on. Wonder how Graham Gillette's going to do. Great. He's hurt already. Okay. That one is a huge bummer. We'll talk about that in a couple minutes here. But it, it is a, a good time, I think, to kind of take a step back and look at some other stuff going on. One thing that is going on in this city is the Monster Energy Tour is back at the Western uh, Nutrient Event Western Event Center coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll have Brock Radford from DeWinton. Won the event a couple years ago. He's going to be in today at around 1.30 to chat about that. If you have, quite frankly... Literally anything you want to talk about, send it in on the text line at 960-960. We will get to it. Uh, a few things of note today to, to just kind of run through. Like I said, no real main, all right, let's just dig our teeth into this to just start. We'll just kind of bounce around from story to story. Riley, the other day we talked about Larry Walker and hey, he's going to the Hall of Fame. This is a great moment for Canadian baseball. He announces he's going in as a Colorado Rocky. And I, this is just, again, me assuming everyone's going to be calm and rational about these things. Of course he was going in as a Colorado Rocky. He won an MVP as a Rocky. He had his best seasons as a Colorado. He was on the cover of a video game as a member of the Colorado Rockies. All of them equally important, for sure. But like, I, it would have been cool for him to go in as a Montreal Expo, but I also think it would have been kind of dumb for him to go in as a Montreal Expo. He spent 10 years in Colorado, six with the Expos. It just, it makes sense. He was never going to go, you know what, man? A couple good years with the Cardinals. Like, it's, he had a great run with the Colorado, or Colorado Avalanche, geez. Colorado Rockies. He's going in as a Rocky. I, I This one seemed obvious to me. Am I just kind of oblivious to other things, or were you hoping he would go in as an expo? No, I thought he was going to be a Rocky for sure. I mean, people in Canada, though, just seem to get very upset when players who played for the two Canadian teams don't go in as those teams, I guess. I don't know. They just kind of feel slighted, or I don't know what it is. But yeah, it was obvious that he was going to be a Rocky. And, you know, you look back at Doc Holliday... People were kind of upset that he wasn't going to have no logo on his hat as his wife's request, but 
I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I thought this one was way more obvious that he was going to be a Rocky. Yeah, the the Roy Holiday one, admittedly, as someone who grew up a Roy Holiday fan, it was kind of a, huh, okay. Like, you could have picked what If he would have picked a Phillies hat, I would have been, or if they, obviously, um, if they would have picked a Phillies hat, it would have been, okay, well, weird, but, I mean, no hitter in a playoff game went to the playoffs. It's kind of a big deal. I, I can see that. The no hat was just a, oh, just pick one. It's okay. It's fine. Well, I'll be okay if he's not wearing one of the eight Blue Jays hats that he was wearing during his time with the team. Yeah, it's if you were a fan of him on that team, it would be awesome to see it, but you have to kind of let common sense play out here. The Vlad one with the Angels, most people know him as an angel. It's only us here in Canada that, that know him as an expo. Like, are people going to be pissed when, and I'm, I'm saying when, by the way, when Roger Clemens gets into the Hall of Fame, he's not going in in a Blue Jays cap? Like, no. I mean... It's great that he played for your teams and created some great memories. Just, he doesn't have to go all the way with that. Doesn't have to be in with your team. You can still recognize him. He's not turning his back on your franchise. Yeah, people people get upset about weird things. And then I get upset about people getting upset. Um, so I'm probably no better. This is a trap that I fall into a lot here, Riley. Where I say, hey, message me about anything. And immediately, wrestling, 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 wrestling. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Forgot about that. I do try to avoid the wrestling stuff. I just, I know how a lot of people just like eyes glaze over when we, we go deep on pro wrestling on these shows. That being said, I mean, at five o'clock, the only professional sport that's going to be playing is Cleveland against Washington. So of all the times to get in some Royal Rumble picks, I guess now could be the time. But I, uh, I, 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 Probably not going to do any pro wrestling stuff today. On the text line at 960-960. Although one of the people texting in asking about the Royal Rumble is John Bender. Uh, and he could kill me with his bare hands. So maybe I will have to go with the uh, the, the wrestling talk in a little bit. Uh, I think he should have went in as a Rocky. But I could see being a Canadian and starting his career with Montreal. Why he might go in as an Expo. And there would certainly be reasons to say, okay... This guy's going in as an expo because playing in Canada, started career with the Expos, this, that, and the other thing. But he was at his best when he was with the Rockies. He played almost twice the amount of games with the Rockies as he did with the Expos. It was always, 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 always going to be with the Colorado Rockies as much as it might sting some people suggesting that um, he maybe should have gone in as an expo. Uh, Klein going to Alexis on fire tonight. I am not. Kind of wish I was, but uh, I guess I'm not. Apparently, apparently, I'm not the only one with this Lawyer Walker thing. People are texting in, or uh, there's a poll in 650. As a Canadian, are you offended? Larry Walker is going into baseball's Hall of Fame as a Rocky and not an Expo. Um, we'll just give them a little, little vote. No is winning at 85%. Good. All right. I'm glad, glad we are at that point. Uh, another... Another uh, subject I want to talk about today. Eli Manning announcing his retirement. Definitely the right move. Doesn't really have a whole lot left. There are some QB needy teams out there, but I don't necessarily think that he should be one of the team or one of the players who'd be filling any of those voids. I, I don't think that's... I, I, I think Eli Manning's time has passed. So now, sticking on the Hall of Fame conversation, is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? My initial reaction is... Oh, Lord, of course not. Not even a little bit. Would I consider Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? 
he had two Hall of Fame moments, and it is it is difficult to tell the story of the last 20 years in the NFL without talking about that Giants team that beat the New England Patriots, but, I mean, <laughs> he was an average quarterback who had two extraordinary games. The only time he won playoff games were when they went to the Super Bowl. 2005, one playoff game. 2006, one playoff game. By the way, 113 yards, 161 yards in both of those. 2007, four playoff games. 2008, one playoff game. 2011, four playoff games. 2016, one playoff game. It just so happens that those two seasons where he went, where he won playoff games, they went to the Super Bowl and he wins Super Bowl MVP. But then you go to the counterpoint, well, not everyone who wins a Super Bowl MVP should just, like, that's not just your automatic ticket into Canton. It, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. I offer you Plunkett, comma, Jim as an example of that. I think you have to do more than have two great moments to make your way into the Hall of Fame. You can make the argument, okay, those were, those were extraordinary things, what he did, and that's awesome. He should go into a Giants Hall of Fame, retire his jersey, honor him with all that stuff if you want. I don't think he should be going into the Hall of Fame. Do I think he'll go into the Hall of Fame? Of course I think he will go into the Hall of Fame. I just don't think that he should be. Text line, 960-960. Hardest thing to do is win a Super Bowl. I don't know what we are comparing that to, but in football, yes, of course, hardest thing to do is win a Super Bowl. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden Joe Flacco's a Hall of Famer. I don't think we're putting Trent Dilfer into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Peter Eli Zinn, he plays in a huge market, had a long, successful career, and his last name is Manning. He's in the Hall of Fame. And that's why I'm saying he's probably going into the Hall of Fame because he was in New York and he had a couple tremendous runs and all that. I just don't think you can look at what he did and think, oh yeah, he's going into the Hall of Fame. Seventh in passing yards, eight in completions all time. I'm not even going to look to see if that's true. I don't particularly care. This is an entirely new era when it comes to football. Matthew Stafford is going to end up as one of the highest passing quarterbacks of all time. I simply don't care about that. The passing numbers are entirely skewed. That doesn't mean he's all of a sudden better than Dan Marino. I, I just, I'm completely out on considering Eli Manning as a Hall of Famer. That being said, Eli Manning is probably going to end up being a Hall of Famer. Keep the text coming, 960-960. We will continue to get to some of them as the program rolls on. We do have a pretty busy show between now and the end. But if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or concerns, send them down the text line again, 960-960. This is, of course, the Steinberg Show coming up a little bit later on tonight. Oddly enough, at 5 o'clock, it is the Sports Drive at 5, brought to you by Pete the Plumber, the superheroes of plumbing and heating. Call 403-257-1766 or find them at PeteThePlumber.com for all your plumbing and heating needs. Like I said, we are just getting started on the Steinberg Show today. Coming up in about half an hour, we'll have Ian McIntyre, Stopping by, talking some early Super Bowl odds and a few futures in the National Hockey League. But coming up next, there is a big event happening in our city with the Monster Energy Tour back in Calgary. A local rider joins the program next here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
Steinberg Show continues. No Steinberg today. Peter Klein with you. Uh, Still about half an hour to go in the program. For the fourth time, the PBR Canada's premier Monster Energy Tour is back at the Nutrien Western Event Centre. Two nights coming up Friday the 24th, Saturday the 25th. DeWinton's Brock Radford won the event in 2018 and he joins us now. Brock, how's it going today, man? Oh, good, man. You? Doing well. Thank you very much. Happy uh, you guys were able to make it in. Uh, Apparently the parking situation wasn't as bad as I made it seem, so happy you guys were able to, uh, to, to squeak in today. Really appreciate it. Uh, as mentioned before, you won this event in 2018. Just as, as a local guy, before we get into this year's event and all of that, what did that mean to you to win this event here in Calgary? Oh, it's definitely big. You know, Calgary's a big rodeo town, obviously, with the mm-hmm. Stampede. And uh, it's got a big history behind it. And me growing up in DeWinton, I have lots of family, lots of friends around here. So there's always that added pressure when you're riding that your hometown event per se yeah with all your friends and family being there but i like it it makes a guy rise to the occasion and gives them that little bit of inch they need to win sometimes now you you missed this event last year with an acl injury and i I already asked the question um how are you but i feel like i I really need to drive that one home when it comes to bull riding how are you actually doing how 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 close to 100 percent can you actually get in this sport uh, I don't think you can get 100%. <laughs> I don't um, think so. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel good, though. Yeah? I, I do feel good. Uh, our sports med in Canada are second to none. And uh, actually, down on 17th Ave, when I was coming back, I went to Prairie Therapy a lot and uh, trained with our sports med, Brandon Thomey, and he got me back ready for the stampede in July. And I was nice. told to be out for a year, and I got back in five and a half months. Oh, so. wow. Yeah, not bad, eh? Not bad at all. <laughs> we're pretty good. So everything's all healed? Where yeah. There's no restrictions or well, anything like I that? I guess people have to come down to the arena Friday, Saturday <laughs> and find out. There you go. Nice. Good plug. You're good at this. Exactly. Um, when you're rehabbing something like that, like sometimes uh, a hockey player will pop their shoulder out or something like yeah. that, and they can still work on their legs and to still yeah. like kind of help out that way. Well, with an ACL injury... Is there anything you can do that's sort of related to the sport that you do? Or are you just, are you like full on sideline for however long that takes to heal? Well, yeah, you know, obviously you're going to lose the physique and the rest of your body. So keeping your, the rest of your muscles strong is a big thing while you're hurt. So obviously the time when you come back is way quicker because if you have to come back and get everything else strong, then whatever you're dealing with, you're going to be more time out. Mm -hmm. In our business, when we get hurt, the quicker we get back is when we can make money because we don't get paid unless we're riding and winning. So, That's a pretty clear and obvious downside. Yeah. Um, but from a, a physical standpoint, that I, I'm imagining you don't get that much time off ever when you're, as you did when you were hurt. Is that kind of a, a bit of a blessing to let the rest of your body kind of yeah. heal up? Yeah, and that, that's, a, that's probably the only bonus you can look at it when you do get hurt is because normally guys do have one or two more nagging injuries that yeah. gives time for you to heal up everything and come back and play, right. feel good as good as you can to to win and ride them big wild animals sometimes. <laughs> um there's a pretty good segue there for for riding them big wild animals. What drew you to this? Because I, I don't think there are a lot of people who would look at a bull and look at bull riding and say, Yep, that's the thing I'm going to do. So what what drew you to this? Oh, you know, it's uh, growing up in it. My my grandma, she was a Canadian champion barrel racer. My mom and dad rodeoed. I grew up as a kid going to rodeos, seeing it my whole life. And bull riding was the rock star event of rodeo. It was the event that everyone <laughs> waited to watch and were on the edge of their seat when it come time to watch. And I always took to the bulls when I was younger, growing up with my friends. And okay. They're so interesting in animals as their self, like the characteristics from bull to bull. Like you have some bulls that are 
can be dog gentle behind the shoots. You can pet them, scratch them, bring the contractors have some bulls that they can set their kids on, on their back. And oh, they're wow. like pets. Yeah. But they know their job when they run in that, that buck and shoot, they know, Hey, it's game time. It's about time to go and do my job and right. be this cowboy. Nice. So there's the char- characteristics in the bulls is so cool. Cause you can have one that is, that don't like you one bit and he knows <laughs> his job and he'll be hunting for you when you're off. And then you can have one that is so good as, at his job, he bucks you off. And then you feel stupid because he's walking out of the arena. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. So it's the characteristics and from bull to bull is very cool. And they're just unique animals. And yeah, it's just a sport I grew up in and I love. And shoot, it's a pretty good job when it, when it's paying good. Nice. Seconds of work. That's fair, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, when like we talk about, we were talking uh, during the break, you're going to get to go to the Battle of Alberta. The Flames will have a, a scattering report on the Oilers and obviously one that's been pretty successful so far. Um, but you, you guys would have the same on a bull. Like you see you which one you're getting. It's like, okay, this is going to be a rough day. This, yeah. is, this is not going to be good. Yeah, just like us, you know, the Bulls, they work their way up through the ranks too, through the hmm. amateur rodeo circuit. And then as calves, they come in to ABBI competitions and they grow up learning and training through the circuit to eventually come to these pro events where they have mostly by this time built their name and a bit of a reputation and we have a website you know if we get a bull anywhere we go pro pro bull stats okay like game film for nfl or hockey or anything you pro bull stat your bull search him, whatever his name may be search him up you'll find five six videos of him on youtube some guys like to search their bulls but you know, they're going to do whatever. They're going to mm-hmm. do whatever to throw you off. So some trips, you know, they have a set trip, and they might go out and go left nine times out of ten. And that tenth time, you might want to go left, and they'll go right. So yeah. you just got to – it's nice to know them sometimes when we can, but most of the time you just do your job and stay on them. Yeah, it's nice to have a bit of a scouting report, yeah. but but Bull's going to do Bull yeah, things, right? exactly, like yeah. Um, we mentioned you missed the event here last year with the ACL injury. You have been able to, to get back at it since here in Calgary, but for this event specifically with the, the tour and everything coming through town, how excited are you to get back into this one in particular? Oh, Calgary. I'm very excited. Like I said, I have a bunch of friends and I grew up around here. It's an awesome event and yeah, it's a great way to kick off the year for points, get us to Vegas, get, get a lead on winning a Canadian title is the end goal at the end of the year. And and yeah, no, what better way to do it in the Stampede City? So nice kicker off Friday and Saturday. Rock Radford is here as the Monster Energy Tour is back at the Nutrien Western Event Center coming up Friday and Saturday, as he mentioned. Even with the injury, you still finished last year strong. How, how do you carry that finish to last year into, as you mentioned here, the start for this year? Oh, them boys better worry now. I got a full season. <laughs> there you go. Nice. I like that idea. Or like that. Um, yeah, like that. Um, coming up on on seven years of doing this. Now, yep. so that's, that's oh, that's weird when you say it like that. <laughs> Holy, yeah. I, I was going to say, though, like how, how that I would imagine that makes you one of kind of the, the veterans around. Not that you're a, a super old man by any stretch yeah, of the imagination. But I am. Um, when you look back on, on seven years, what, what have what have you learned about the sport in that time? Oh, just, you know, I've, it's crazy how quick it's switched on me. Like when I come in as a rookie, I traveled with Tyler Thompson from Black Diamond, Tanner Gerlitz, Ty Elliott, and they kind of taught me the way. And then now I'm looking around the dressing room. I'm only 24 years old, and I'm like the, I'm starting to be one of the veteran guys <laughs> now with all the 18, 19-year-old kids coming up. It's kind of weird, but, you mm-hmm. know, you just try to pass down, um, you know, what them the mentors before, you know, you yeah. taught taught me and I just try to pass it down to them young rookies and we just try to better better bull riding in Canada you know we're against each other 
at the end of the day, but really we got to ride our bull first and we want all of us to win because if we're all, you want bull rider mentality, we want to beat each other and all our friends on their best day. That's an interesting mentality because as you mentioned, like you, you get paid based on how well you do, yes, but you still want to mentor the people around you because yeah. kind of a rising tides yeah. raises all ships oh, thing. So it, it, it would be an interesting balance I would find yeah. there. Oh, it is. You know, we have a brotherhood and a camaraderie made because, you know, you see your, your guys that you battle against and you ride with and travel with at their weakest points when they're hurt or getting injured. And then you see them at their highest points when they're winning. So you, you learn to travel together, and honestly, working as a team, whether the, with the guys you go with, is a good mentality to have in our sport because any sport where it's just you versus everything sometimes can be hard. But if you got some good guys, surround yourself with good guys and good traveling partners, it normally helps out a guy in the end. So with the, the events Friday and Saturday, what does a, a regular week leading up to the events look like for you? Is there training? It's a lot of talking to idiots like me. Like, well, what's, yeah. what's kind of the, the mix for you for a, a regular week? Oh, shoot. I'm casual. Whatever I got going on um, just depends on how I'm feeling. Um, if I need to loosen up and my body's sore, you know, do some yoga or whatever. I stay pretty active in anything I'm doing. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mainly just like, keeping it casual, hanging out, just, you know, calm before the storm, trust, trust my body that it's ready to fire on the weekend. And then when that shoot cracks, you better be, better be going to it to win or yeah, you don't get paid. So I I've done a couple interviews with bull riders. I, I think that's the first time I've heard the word yoga before that that was, uh, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense though. Yeah. That's something you do regularly to kind yeah. of help the body out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, what yoga does is awesome for bull riders, you know, with our groins and our hips and our hip flexors, those are muscles that get super, super sore on a bull rider. And we use them all the time and strain them all the time. So the more we can, the more flexibility and movement you have as a bull rider is definitely a benefit. The, the mental aspect of things is one that always fascinates me because again, you get paid for based on how you do. And when it's something that, as you mentioned, eight seconds, but there's a lot going on yeah. in that eight seconds. And if your hand just slips one way, it's difference between tens of thousands yeah. of dollars sometimes. Is it tough to not let that mental aspect of things take over sometimes? It is. It is. Sometimes that's tough, but at the end of the day, you got to block it out because then it can affect you tomorrow. So you just, you know, a lot of boy riders rules is they'll go have their 15 minutes, you yeah. know, pout, snap out, do whatever they need to do. Forget about it for the next day because if you let it drag on and you're into the next event, you're just you're gonna find yourself falling off more than you're making the whistle. So, um, on on the other side of that, 2017, you win four events in a row. Now, I, I've only met you for the last 20 minutes, yep. but I, I'm I'm going to guess you weren't just walking around. How damn good am I? Yeah. Woo! Did you see that another win? Yeah, that's yeah. whatever. But it can we hear about momentum carrying over a lot in team sports? Is there a momentum in in this sport that you can this, take from one event to the next? This is a hundred percent one of the biggest momentum sports there is today hmm. because when you that's the one thing in boy riding when a guy gets the ball rolling it can be hard to stop him sometimes so the start of the season this calgary event's important because you might see guys that you really haven't heard of jump out have a career weekend this can be their first big break well it sets them up for the whole year right they're just, riding that momentum and it can propel a guy to a championship keep that ball rolling yeah. now for the yeah. start of the season so a big one coming exactly. up this weekend yeah and right then, on you know it goes the same the other way if you start you know, falling off or getting in wrecks and hurts, it can snowball on you the other way. So the mentality, you got to be very strong mental and to block what's happened out before to come back and do your job and stay focused because it can wear on a guy. But I bet you just got to remember at the end of the day, you're doing what you love and love what you do. So, 
Well, there you go. Brock Radford again. It is coming up uh, Friday and Saturday at the Nutrien Western Event Center. Uh, get your tickets now. Kind of trending toward a sellout from what we've heard, so you want to get your tickets as soon as possible. Go cheer on a, a good local boy who, during the break, was talking about, you know, we are skating with the Oilers coming up, but might wear the Flames jersey. And I, I, think, I think if anyone's tough enough to do it, it's a dude who rides a bull for a yeah, living. So. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Oilers territory. We might have to be a little smarter there unless Kachuk <laughs> wants to do the trip with me. There you go. Well, he <laughs> kind of looked like he was trying to hang on to a bull a little bit <laughs> yeah. in that, that last one. But uh, Brock, this was awesome, man. Thanks for doing yeah. this and best of luck. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. There you go. Brock Radford, again, the event Monster Energy Tour at the Nutrien Western Event Center coming up Friday and Saturday at 7.30. We will break and shift gears, talk a little gambling on the other side here on the Steinberg Show, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. It's an off week in the National Football League, with all due respect to the Pro Bowl, but that doesn't mean we can't be looking a little bit ahead to the Super Bowl and maybe a couple wagers we can make on that. And here to help us with that is our next guest from Odd Shark. It is uh, Ian McMillan. Ian, we haven't had a chance to talk on air before. How's it going today, sir? Yeah, it's going great, Peter. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Uh, Again, it's an off time. Uh, again, all due respect to the Pro Bowl, but friends don't let fen- friends bet on the Pro Bowl. So let's take a, an early look at some of the odds for the, the Super Bowl. It's the Chiefs. It's the 49ers. What, what's kind of tickled your fancy when it comes to the big game so far? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the line uh, right now is set at the Chiefs as a slight favorite. They're a one and a half point favorite. Um, I mean, that's kind of interesting. To be completely honest, I think this is one of the most intriguing, interesting, and exciting Super Bowl matchups that we've had in quite a long time. I think it's pretty clear it's the best team in the NFC. The Chiefs could make the argument of the best team in the AFC. Of course, some people would say the Ravens were in the regular season, but the Chiefs are right up there. With the 49ers being a slight underdog, I mean, it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes, especially with how he's been playing lately, especially in the playoffs. And the Chiefs are coming to the game hot. They have covered the spread in seven straight games. But if you really break this game down and you look at the statistics for each team, I am starting to lean the 49ers a little bit now. We might talk next week, and in my opinion, might be flipped. But right now, I think what you have to look at is the strengths against the weaknesses. Uh, the 49ers' obvious strength is the run game, whereas the Chiefs' run defense isn't that great. Where on the other side of things, obviously the Chiefs' strength on offense is their passing game. But the 49ers had one of the best passing defenses, not only this year, but in, in recent memory uh, this season. So the 49ers' defense, makes me want to lean towards the 49ers as an underdog. You can take them as even money as an underdog. So for those of you who don't know, that means you basically double your money uh, if you bet on them. So I'm leaning the 49ers right now, but things could change between now and kickoff. It's, it's a very, very tough game to call. It's just it's hard for me to go against Patrick Mahomes. But when I'm looking at the numbers, uh, that's what I'm thinking uh, right now. Uh, I, I'm kind of interested to see what you think, though. What do you think about the Super Bowl right now with, with uh, the one-and-a-half-point spread? I've been leading 49ers. Uh, I think that they're going to be able to get pressure just rushing four and being able to have the linebackers help out in coverage is going to be a big boost for them. So I'm, I'm leading San Francisco with uh, one and a half points there as well. So I'm with you. And for those who are like-minded along with us, when do you think would be the best time for that? Do you anticipate a lot of line movement for this game? Um, And on that, do you think that people, if they're on the 49ers should be getting in now, or do you think we can wait a little bit? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, when when we're looking at the uh, the public consensus, so where most of the money is going towards, it is 
a little bit towards the Chiefs, but it's not big enough where I expect any kind of major line movement. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up at about two points, maybe by kickoff. So I don't think it would hurt to wait to bet on the 49ers if, if you're leaning that way. But so far, uh, within the first you know five days since the, since the odds have been open, uh, it hasn't really been a lot of money one way or the other. I think a lot of people are thinking the same thing, that this is a tough game to call. But there is a slight, uh, slightly more money towards the Chiefs. So if you do want to bet on the 49ers, it wouldn't be the worst idea to wait a little bit longer. But I don't suspect a whole lot of line movement uh, between now and kickoff. It's also break time in the National Hockey League, so we can take a look at some of the futures in the NHL. Always fun to make Stanley Cup predictions now that we've had uh, a 50-game sample size. What numbers have kind of caught your attention with the Stanley Cup odds? Yeah, so right now uh, for the Stanley Cup odds, um, the top two favorites right now are both teams in the Eastern Conference. The Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, along with the Washington Capitals, uh, they're both at eight to one right now at plus eight hundred. I mean, I mean, the Washington Capitals certainly makes sense. Uh, they have the best record in the Eastern Conference right now. They actually have the best record in the league right now. The Tampa Bay Lightning, a little bit surprising to me. They haven't played up to the level that they were at last year. And then uh, everyone remembers, and then they got that they were the best team in the league by far, and then they got swept in the playoffs. So I don't think there's a whole lot of value there with Tampa Bay to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, it, it, it's a tough call in the NHL this year, to be completely honest. Uh, you can get the Pittsburgh Penguins at plus 900 at 9-1. to one. They've been very, very hot recently. They have Sidney Crosby back in the lineup. So they've won it before, obviously, a, a couple times with Sidney Crosby there. So they wouldn't be a bad look. But, man, it, it, it's wide open in, 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 in the NHL right now. If, if your favorite team is in the playoffs, I mean, they're not a bad look. What, it, it, it's anyone's game. Uh, you look at the, the Calgary Flames, they – they might be pretty good value right now. They're, they're plus 2,800, so they're 28 to 1. They sit at sixth place uh, in the West, and I, I think they're, they're going to be one of the teams that are, that, that are going to get hot down the stretch. And maybe some of the, the other ways you could look is in the division, and we talk about the Flames. The Pacific Division is just wide open right now with everyone bundled up. Are there any division numbers that you're looking at as well? Yeah, and the odds kind of reflect that uh, about the Pacific Division. I mean, they're... They're kind of all over the place. There, there's a, t- a ton of value on a few different teams. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, since they fired the coach, I mean, they are still tied uh, for the favorite. Alongside both the Canucks and the Flames, they all have the same odds at plus 325 to win the Pacific Division. And then the Oilers slightly behind them at plus 375. And then the Coyotes at plus 400. That's really anybody's division, like you said. Now, the Canucks are leading it right now. And Canucks were actually my kind of dark horse team um, uh, that I picked at at the start of the season. Uh, They have such a good young core group of guys that, I mean, I I wouldn't hate the Canucks in that spot to end up winning that division. But really, man, it's hard to make an argument against any of those teams. I don't like the firing um, of the the Knights coach there, Glenn. I don't think that was a good move. If you look at a lot of the underlying statistics, um, they may not have had the record that they had hoped for, but I think they were, you know, the statistics show that that was going to turn around. So, and I think that confused a lot of people. So I wouldn't put a lot of value uh, in, in the Golden Knights right now. I, I think they're going to fall off. I think that was a bad mistake and it's going to affect them the rest of the season. So outside of the Golden Knights, man, Coyotes, Canucks, Oilers, Flames, you could take a decent shot at any of those teams doing the Pacific. Now, I'm very much looking forward to the next portion of our conversation because I don't get to talk basketball a whole lot, but we got NBA championship odds to look at and the defending NBA champion Toronto Raptors. And I'm going to say that till I can't. Um, 
<laughs> on, a, on a pretty good run right now. A big win last night over, albeit a bit of a beat-up Philadelphia team. But uh, you're, you're not minding the, the Raptors' odds on uh, NBA championship. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think they have, I mean, I mean obviously you have the Bucks in the Eastern Conference. But outside the Bucks, I mean, I, I think the Toronto Raptors have a great shot there. And for them to win the whole thing, for them to go back-to-back here, they're plus 2,500. So 25 to 1. I think that that's a pretty good shot. I mean, it's pretty obvious the Western Conference is a more competitive conference, but at the end of the day, the final two teams are going to be a team from the East and a team from the West, obviously. So, and it, We've kind of seen this all season that once the Raptors lost Kawhi, their, their odds haven't really... I mean, they still have the, their core of their team. They're, they're, they're a great basketball team. You can take them at 25-1 at to 1 to win the championship. I don't think that's a terrible bet. Um, if you're looking for value. Now, if you're just telling me, not looking at the betting odds whatsoever, who's going to win the NBA championship, the Raptors obviously wouldn't be uh, my, my first pick. But 25-1 to 1 with that squad that they have, they have the experience. I mean, they're going to be confident going into the playoffs. I, I like the Raptors there as a value pick. Well, and especially if they can get that two seed, right? Because then you're not getting Giannis until the NBA or the Eastern Conference Championship. And we saw last year in the finals, if you catch a team with the right injuries at the right time, who knows what can happen? Yeah, you're exactly right. And, I mean, they, they look like they could very well grab that two seed. With the 76ers now, Joel Embiid's going to be over an extended period of time, so they're probably not going to grab that two seed. The Miami Heat have looked fantastic this year, but they've started to slow down a little bit, six and four in their last ten games. The Raptors are only one game back from the Heat, so they're not going to catch the Bucks. But the Raptors very, very well could have that number two uh, spot in the East come playoff time. As far as the NBA schedule tonight, uh, I'm sure the only people watching Washington Cleveland will be people who have money on it. Uh, but anything on that schedule catching your attention? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really see anything in the Wizards Cavaliers game. Nor I mean, should I you. Kinda have a, <laughs> yeah, I kind of have a rule, a rule where I don't normally bet on games between two bad teams because who knows what's going to happen. Um, but where I am kind of looking though is the Lakers take on the Nets. Uh, that's a great game tonight, and the Lakers haven't looked great. LeBron's He's kind of seemed off the past couple of games, but because of that, I think you can get great value. You can kind of buy low on the Lakers right now. They're five point favorites in Brooklyn. I think that's great value. I mean, the Lakers are the Lakers. They they haven't looked great the past couple of games. Uh, they didn't cover the spread against the Knicks. I believe that was last night. Um, but I mean, this team could blow at any team out of the water in any given night. So I, I think this is a great bounce back spot for the Lakers tonight. It's only a five point spread. That's pretty doable. So the Lakers would definitely be uh, the number one spot I'm looking at for tonight. Moving into the world of golf. And if we go to your Twitter account, uh, Ian Mac OS, where we see you standing in front of a whiteboard with a bunch of golf numbers on there, uh, talking very aggressively in a really nice NASA <laughs> shirt, by the way. Um, when <laughs> when we're, we're looking at the, uh, the PGA Tour, I think a lot of people are going to be looking ahead at the Masters and some of the other majors. What are you looking for for that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I absolutely love betting on golf. It's one of my favorite sports to bet on. And I think there's a lot of value spots you can get because once you kind of dive in this, a lot of people just look at golf and they look at the names. Tiger Woods is always near the top of the odds board. And as much as I love Tiger Woods, his statistics recently don't really, uh, he doesn't really deserve to be in in the top three on the odds list, but he always is because people love to bet on Tiger. And that's kind of the spot that we see. I mean, obviously the big major everyone wants to bet on is the masters that's sneaking up on us. That's only a few months away here. Tiger Woods. He won it last year. 
And I kind of, you know, put my foot in my mouth last year. I told nobody bet to bet on Tiger Woods because he was like third on the odds list and he wasn't going to have a great tournament. And of course he went on to win. So Tiger Woods is 10 to one to go back to back. I, I will personally not be betting on him. Cause like I said, I just don't think there's ever any value betting on Tiger Woods because the public just hammers him. Um, but he certainly could go back to back. So if that's a spot you want to look at, you can bet on Tiger Woods if you want. The other two favorites are Brooks Kepka. Obviously, he brings it every single major. He is the betting favorite right now at 8-1. to one. Rory McIlroy is right behind him at 9-1. to one. But if you're looking for value, there's two names that I absolutely love for the Masters already. They are the two guys I'm going to be bet on, betting on. One is Justin Thomas, who is one of the best young golfers in the game right now. He's already won a couple tournaments so far this season. He's already won majors as well. It's, and I don't think it's a matter of when Justin Thomas is going to win the Masters. Or It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And I think this could be his year. He's at 14-1, to 1, and then the other name is Xander Shoffley. I think he's going to be a huge breakout star this year. He's at 20-1, to 1, so those are going to be my two picks to win the Masters. And like I said, it's only a few months away. So uh, Justin Thomas, 14-1, to 1, Xander Shoffley, 20-1. to 1. Uh, Those are my two early looks ahead uh, to the Masters. That was a lot of fun, man. We covered a lot of ground here today. Thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, take care and good luck to anyone who bets. Uh, I wouldn't recommend betting on the Pro Bowl this weekend, but if you do, good luck. If you do, you're a bad person. I'm not even going to go with Ian on this one. No, if you do, you're a horrible human being and you deserve to lose. Whatever bet it is, you deserve to lose. Uh, Ian, you'll, you'll chat with Steinberg next week. Sounds good, man. Take care. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, Ian McMillan from Odd Shark again. Friends don't let friends bet on the Pro Bowl. Uh, coming up, Sportsnet 960 and OPA of Greece supporting Kidsport Calgary and area with the citywide 50-50 chance to win big and help out a great organization. You purchase a 50-50 ticket, half of the growing jackpot could be yours. That is the definition of a 50-50. But you have a chance to win up to $50,000 as well as helping out a great cause. Uh, we're going to be at OPA Seton coming up today, actually, for four hours from 3 to 7 at 19587 Seton Crescent Southeast. For a full broadcast schedule, visit Sportsnet 960 The Fan event page. And a huge thanks to Opa of Greece for setting this up. The power of good food believes in the power of community. Drop by and enjoy the flavors of Greece at one of their 32 Calgary locations today. Opa! We will break. Pinder's here. We're going to talk about sports and such next here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.